0: final horn has sounded and today's game is complete time now for cougar post game live on the new skin byu sports network cougar post game live is brought to you by big o tires stop by your locally owned and operated big o tires the team you trust also brought to you by delta official airline of byu basketball here's your host ben bagley
1: and welcome into Cougar Post Game Live presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O' Tires, the team that you trust. And the guy that BYU trusted with the last second shot to give him the 66-64 victory was freshman Dallin Hall who floated. Right off the right block with a jump shot, banks it in, 1.5 seconds left, no prayer answered from Missouri State, and the Cougars walk away victorious, 66-64, remaining undefeated at home, but wow, it was Mark Pope not lying when he said, this season is going to be an adventure, yeah, yeah, it was, just like this game. Two games in a row in the Marriott Center, which BYU's found to be close, and it's a- a battle all the way to the end, like I said, this game won off the hand of freshman Dallin Hall with 1.5 seconds left in the game. BYU saw the 10-point second-half lead disappear, and the game went back and forth throughout the rest of the game. Dallin Hall uh, once again with the big shot coming down, but a lot of a lot of guys had a really good second half. This was a good second half for BYU, even though they had about a three and a half four-minute scoring drought. Uh, about midway through the quarter, which saw that ten point di- lead dissipate and gave Missouri State a lead. Uh, look at some of the performances in the second half of the game. In general, we talked about at the halftime some of the second half keys. One of them being paint presence. Right out of the locker room, a Tiki Alley a Tiki with a big paint, uh, a big paint uh, bucket, giving giving BYU the first bucket of the second half. He had five points in the second half and seven rebounds. Big second half from a tiki really kind of dominating the point. A couple of shots, which if he didn't block him, he did alter him, which isn't a stat that's kept, but you saw guys coming down the lane and having to alter the way they were attacking the basket with a tiki there. Uh, BYU had second uh, 12 second half paint points, and BYU out rebounded Missouri State 42-37 in the game. We also talked about a halftime remaining hot from the three-point line. Noah Waterman, five for six. Did miss a shot that he hurried in the, late in the second half, his final three-point shot for, for the game. But Noah Waterman, a nice game for him, 15 points coming off the bench, five of six from three. Every one of the six shots taken was a three-point shot, so nice job by Noah Waterman. BYU cooled off in the second half. Uh, they were they were 6 for 12 at halftime. End of the game, 9 of 25 for 36% from 3. The other thing, and maybe this was the most important thing, and, and don't let this get lost in the excitement of the end of the game with a shot by Down Hall, because this might be one of the most important numbers, stats, or items of the game that BYU fans have been looking at and looking to see this team improve on, and that's the turnovers. Only three. Count them, three second-half turnovers. B- BYU at the BYU at the break, uh, they had ten, ten turnovers at the break. Most of those coming in the first five minutes. In fact, five turnovers in the first five minutes. End the game with only 13 turnovers on the game, which means only three in the second half. That's a really good job by BYU really settling down and controlling the ball and not handing it over for free. BYU gets the victory 66-64. That means, fans, remember, when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50 on the app or at PapaJohns.com tomorrow to receive 50% off of pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location tomorrow only. Coming up next, we'll get you back to the Marriott Center for some post-game interviews with Jason Shepard and Mark Grant. Your final score tonight, 66-64. BYU gets the victory over Missouri State. More, more Cougar post-game live comes your way next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Here's Ben Bagley with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: Wrapping things up here on Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires. BYU gets the victory 66-64. Just checking a couple of scores, giving them to you here, the WCC's St. Mary's remains undefeated on the season with a 72-54 victory over Southern. Fresno State has a 41-38 lead on USF. That game's got 13 minutes left in the second half, and with just six and a half left in the second half, the big game of the night, Texas up 80-64 on Gonzalez. Zaga the Zags threatening to fall on the road at Texas. After the break, we'll send you back to the Marriott Center for more Cougar post game live. Jason Shepard, Mark Durant with the hero Dallin Hall. BYU gets the victory, sixty six sixty four on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
0: Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Postgame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
2: Everybody's still walking around the Marriott Center with a big smile on their face. Cougars get the win, 66-64. to Jason Shepard alongside Mark Durant. And joining us was our Waystar, star of the game, for obvious reasons, the freshman, Dallin Hall, joining us here uh, courtside. Oh, my goodness. Um, congratulations on not just the win as a team, but on that shot specifically. Take us through. Was was you taking the shot, was that the play call, or is that just what presented itself?
3: I was more of just what presented itself.
2: Um, we expected them to
3: kind of pick us up full court all, and so we thought it would be more of a downhill play. But as it turned out, they were spread out, and they couldn't leave our shooter, so I just took the gap that they gave us and finally got one to fall tonight. <laughs>
4: Dallin, congrats. That's that's a neat experience for you. I hope you have a ton of those. And I want you to know Jason did a really good job on the play-by-play call for your play. It would have been better if Korg was calling the play-by-play. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Hey, but you had to do a lot to get in this spot. You come off the mission. Tell us about your summer, maybe a little bit of how you got back into shape and to get ready to make such a big shot tonight.
3: Yeah. Um, I got home from the mission in June four days after I was here at the facilities. And since then, it's just been a grind. But luckily, I've been surrounded with really good coaches and teammates that have pushed me every single day. Um, Coach Short in the weight room helped me to get my body back right. And then the coaches have been so patient with me and helping me every day to improve my game and to get better. And so I owe it all to the guys around me.
2: Dallin, everybody knows how good of a player you are. What does it mean to you that the coaches trusted you to have you on the floor in that moment with the ball in your hand?
3: It means a lot, um, especially being a freshman. And, you know, what's awesome is we have eight guys, um, and you can keep going down the bench too, uh, that can make big plays for us. And Coach says that all the time. Someone, one day it might be uh, Jackson Robinson, one day it might be like Spencer Johnson the other night. And so we all play for each other. We chess each other to take those kind of shots and tonight it just happened to be my
4: turn and so I'm grateful for the trust that my my family my team gave me you've had three barn burners to start your year uh but what and obviously there's some things that this team needs to work on and get better on uh and clearly you'll you'll work on that but what does it do for a team to win these types of games what does it do for the mindset of the team
3: uh, I think it helps build a lot of character for our team to show that when we're in these situations, we're comfortable, we're familiar with them, we know how to pull out the W. And I think moving forward, this is a great momentum shifter for us coming off that loss at San Diego State to get refocused. Uh, we got to take care of business on Saturday night, and then we got a big weekend in the Bahamas, so we're gearing up for that.
2: How about your boy, Noah Waterman? <laughs> he started 5-for-5, five five, ended up 5-for-6, all three-point shots. He was impressive tonight.
3: Very yeah, he was it seemed like everything he put up was going in. And we've seen that in practice. Unfortunately I've been on the receiving end of that, so I know how Missouri State feels. But that guy can shoot it and you know, he really stepped up tonight. Like I said, any guy down the bench can step up at any point.
2: You know, this—I don't know how much you guys talked about this. Maybe this is sort of a media thing that we can look ahead. But you know, Mark and I were talking about how important this week is because you mentioned—you know—you've you, you, got you got two games. You, you took care of the first one tonight. You've got Nichols coming up on Saturday, and if you if you can perform well this week in really take some momentum into the Bahamas where you're going to face some really tough teams. I, I think this is a pretty important week. Have you guys talked about these two games this week and what it can do for you to set up the trip to the Bahamas over the holidays?
3: Yeah, our coaches, you know, we've really emphasized just taking it one game at a time, preparing for one team. Um, but we recognize the importance of this game, especially coming off that loss at San Diego State. And so now we got to gear up for the next game, so we go in with some momentum to the Bahamas to a big tournament.
4: Yeah, I'm- Uh, turnovers have been a big issue for the team and you had 10 in the first half tonight only three after halftime uh how much of a focus is that for this team do you you think about it do you work on it and and what was your assessment of that second half what went right for you tonight
3: yeah it's been a huge focus we've seen it Uh, we've talked a lot about it. we've been working on it in practice and it's hard because we're trying to play so fast this summer like we over we really emphasize playing fast um, and started to work on the turnovers towards the end of the summer. So I think we're starting to find that balance of playing fast and taking care of the ball, and that showed in the second half. Uh, definitely some room for improvement still, but when we can do both of those well, I think we'll be a very hard team to beat.
2: When was the last time you hit a game winner? Do you remember it?
3: <laughs> uh,
2: it was high school. Was high you said school. it was high school. Do you remember the game?
3: I had one against Green Canyon. I don't know when that was, but... I think it was my junior or senior year so it's been a minute.
2: What is that feeling like? Take me uh, it's clearly, you know, Mark played here obviously. Uh looking at me clearly I did not. Um but I'm still waiting for that growth spurt. But take me through what that feeling is like to get a game-winning shot in this type of environment.
3: Yeah, it's uh it's an exhilarating feeling. I always love it um because you're just a hundred percent there in the moment. Um, you're completely focused on what you're doing and, uh, time kind of seems to slow down. It's an amazing feeling. And so obviously you love to see it fall. I wish the time would have ran out cause I don't <laughs> like watching those last second shots, but, uh, it was good to see it go down finally tonight.
2: Well, congratulations on the shot. Congratulations on the win. Thanks for stopping by. We'll let you go. Uh, appreciate it. And good luck Saturday against Nichols. Thank you so much. There appreciate we go. You, guys. you bet. That is Dallin Hall. We will take a break. When we come back, we will get into our BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show with Mark Pope. Talking with the coach next BYU gets the win 66 64 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coacher Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coacher Show is also brought to you by Economic Partners, a national leader in business valuation services. Learn more at econpartners.com. Let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard.
2: BYU Cougars improved to 2-1 on the season, coming back from their loss last Friday night at San Diego State. Cougars defeat Missouri State 66-64. to Game winner from our postgame guest, Dallin Hall, the freshman. And I said this during the run of play. I think what impressed me the most was that there was no hesitation, and he took us through the play. That It wasn't necessarily drawn up that way, but the fact that nobody came at him and there was the opportunity to drive, as soon as it was there, no hesitation, he was gone, and I love that, especially from a freshman.
4: Well, sometimes, you know, if you're in the opponent huddle, what are you talking about? You say, we've got to stop Spencer Johnson, getting George, one of those guys, and they probably don't really have Dallin on the scout sheet too much, and... So he just takes it. No one stops him, and no one wanted to foul him, and he gets a good look and then makes the shot. That's impressive, and uh, it's fun listening to him talk about it. But, uh, yeah, another exciting win. Uh, You know, I don't – this team I think will be in a lot of games because they play good defense and they've got some skills, but, you know, there's still some glaring issues uh, that pop up. And, I mean, these games are exciting, but should they be this close? I I don't know with this team. I mean – they had a chance to kind of put it away and let Missouri State back in the game, and and we're behind uh, because of that. And uh, so I love the excitement, I love the way these guys finish the games and win these these games. But there's issues, and we're kind of rambling on here a little bit, Jason. But one of the, one of the issues I I really see is this team needs more from Gideon George. He, yeah, he, he struggled tonight. He's he's got to be such a big focus of this team coming back. You know, after testing the NBA waters and. He just doesn't seem to be playing with a lot of confidence, and I think he's a real, real weapon, and it's he, they're just having to find ways to kind of win without him. Sometimes he hits some big shots, but you need consistently from Gideon 15 points a night, and uh, he, he's just been struggling a little bit. I think if he can get a little bit right with some, you know, Waterman and other guys stepping up and starting to find their groove and Dallin, this team will be in good shape, but it's hard to do it without kind of your guy that you you really relying on this year to perform at a high level. and Hopefully he'll get back on track. Let's get
2: back to some of our final stats. BYU uh, shot 41% from the field. Let's go over the uh, the top scorers for BYU. They were led by Noah Waterman. We talked about his... His uh, perimeter shooting tonight, 5 of 6. All 5, or excuse me, all 6 shots from 3 made 5 of the 6. At one point, he was 5 for 5. He finished with 15 points. That led BYU in scoring. And Spencer Johnson had 10 points on 4 of 7 shooting. He was 1 of 3 from 3. He also had 4 rebounds. Uh, You also had, um, with 7 points, Atiki Ali Atiki. As well as Jackson Robinson, each of those players had seven points, six points for Gideon George on two of ten. Kind of goes with what you were talking about. He used to shoot the ball a little bit better. He was over three from three, but he he helped out in other ways. He had nine rebounds, uh, came close to uh, to getting to ten rebounds. He yeah, had a couple blocks as yes. well. He and a yes, were just he did dominant with the blocks tonight. Yeah, he was. And uh, and then Dallin Hall had six points. He was one of five from the field. And oh, what a one that was! <laughs> it was the biggest one of the uh, of the night. Uh, rounding out B. BYU's scoring uh, three points for Richie Saunders and one point for Trey Stewart. Oh, also, uh, sorry, I missed uh, Fusina Torreira also had six points on three of five shooting. Uh, for Missouri State, they were led by the very impressive Chance Moore, who didn't even start. He... he He didn't even start this game. He had 18 points in their first game in the win over Missouri S&T. Had 18 points tonight on 6 of 13 shooting. He shot 50% from 3, 3 of 6, and he was 3 for 3 from the free-throw line. I came away extremely impressed in Chance Moore. He was a problem tonight for BYU.
4: Super good player, has some length, can beat you inside and outside. Really skilled player. I can't imagine he'll be coming off the bench for much longer. (laughs) He's a good player and played well tonight.
2: Yeah, 11 points for Brian Trimble Jr. Uh, Those were the only two, uh, Chance Moore and Trimble, the only two Bears scoring in double figures. Uh, You had nine points for Carper, eight points from Donovan Clay, and then six points from Mason Five points from Matthew Lee, and we never did get an update. He was taken off the floor late in the second half, a couple of minutes remaining. Uh, He was taken off, not putting any pressure on his legs. I did not get to see him after that moment because of all the game action going on. Uh, So we do not have an update in terms of how serious that injury was or what the injury was, but uh, certainly hoping for the best for him. Um, Mayo Jr. with two and uh, Ridgenal with two but at the end of the day and and we were talking about this during the broadcast you brought it up with uh, with Dallin Hall the fact that BYU had 10 first half turnovers and finished with 13 that's something that's got to make Mark Pope extremely happy
4: particularly Rudy Williams it's almost like I know it's one game but almost like a light bulb went on for Rudy after he had three quick turnovers in the first two minutes tonight didn't have another one the rest of the night in the second half. He had a chance to go a million miles an hour like we've seen him, but he slowed it down, was patient, got an easy bucket. I think he's kind of figuring it out as is the team, and if they can do that, it's really going to help them because it's you're just digging yourself a hole when you when you turn the ball over a lot.
2: All right, this is our BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. The classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Head coach Mark Pope is wrapping things up with the general media. We will take a break. Come back on the other side and we'll have the coach. And then we'll get ready to wrap things up from the Marriott Center. A happy night for Cougar fans. BYU getting the two-point victory over Missouri State. 66-64 on the new skin. BYU Sports Network.
0: You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the Newskin BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host Jason Shepard.
2: Welcome back to the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. The head coach of the Cougars, Mark Pope, is. Making his way over to our location here, courtside at the Marriott Center. What an entertaining night. BYU gets the win 66 to 64. They improved to two wins and one loss. And the coach sitting down after addressing the general media moments ago. Uh, congratulations. How's the blood pressure, by the way, right now? Oh, so good, man. This is, <laughs> it's all by design, boys. It's all by design. So, okay. Take me through, we talked with Dallin, obviously it was exciting for us as broadcasters. As a coach, the last seven seconds, you've got the ball, take me through what the play was and then how you were feeling as it started to play out.
5: Yeah, so we, we just wanted to be prepared in case, there, you, you know, you, you, as, a, as a coach on the defensive side of the ball, you're always trying to make an educated guess, so are you going to really, really press, really, really push it and try and keep this ball ahead of you and slow it down? And so... We we kind of had we, we ran a little action where we felt like we could manage that. I actually thought we'd get down hall downhill a little bit more, and I was thinking the play was going to be a tiki over the top. That's really what I thought would look like. I thought people would say with shooters, or maybe G in the corner if they got stuck on a strong side bite. But um, but it ended up that they they kind of showed a little bit of pressure, and then they just backed off and just moved their feet, and and Dallin um was able to kind of just get get. Uh, hips turned and then he's got big shoulders and um, as soon as he got the separate as soon as he as soon as he got to two feet with contact you could see there was separation it was just a matter of making the shot which you know it's easier said than done and it's a big time play
4: by a young player coach you this team had only played one game it's not the same team you saw last year only really one guy starter back from last year how hard was it to prepare for this game and what kind of was your game plan coming into this one
5: yeah it, you know these early games of childhood prep especially since the only game they've played was against i think it was a d2 team and it was a 50 point blowout and the film that we got was the full court so you couldn't even really tell who the players were <laughs> and so we were kind of you know you, sometimes you're just driving blind which is okay um, sometimes we get so locked up in a scout that we forget to that, that we're not taking care of our business and um, this is a really good team. The one thing that they did is they restocked with really talented transfers from Oklahoma and Arkansas and Akron. And, you know, 1,000-point, 113 games started at top 25 Colorado State. Um, and so you know, Dana's done an unbelievable job rebuilding that roster, and they're going to get better and better and better as they, as they become more comfortable with each other.
2: Let's get to our economics partners' valuable stat of the game. BYU's accounting program is nationally in the ranks, so it's no surprise one of the nation's top business valuation firms is run by diehard BYU fans. Need a valuation for your business? Go to econpartners.com. It's been a topic of discussion with you and your team for the last couple of games we talked about it during pregame and it was turnovers you finished with 13 turnovers that's far less than what you've been averaging at 22 but i think coach what was most important was the fact that you had 10 at half and finished with
5: 13 take me through that yeah i think we had six in the first five minutes didn't we (laughs) so you know it's uh it's it's really interesting um you know growing as a team is it's um, it's, really, it's really easy to, to say what you need to, to do. It's, it's more complicated to implement it for a thousand different reasons. That's why I always talk about this game as being super artistic as a player and as a coach. Um, but what I was really proud of in, in the second half is, is the guys understood. Um, that They knew coming into the game, they knew last game that this is an issue that we're trying to learn, and we're not going to pull back to fix it. Um, we're not going to like overkill to fix this where we slow things down and we st- go back to play calling every single possession. We're, we just don't want to live there. That's not where we're going to go. It gives us a limited ceiling. So we're kind of trying to steamroll through it. And I thought the guys did an incredible job winning catches in the second half. I thought Trey Stewart was unbelievable in the second half as a power play producing playmaker like he was unbelievable with how forcefully he was off the bounce and the decision-making he was doing. Uh, uh, you know, I told Noah that he's got a, he's got a direct deposit his per diem for tonight into, into, into Trey's account. Um, but he, he actually made us feel right in the second half when we were struggling just as a, as a playmaker. And, um, and so, you know, it's a big deal for us. It's something we're going to have to, uh, figure out, but I'm not going to figure it out by by pulling back the reins on everything else.
4: Yeah, you mentioned Noah. He goes five for five to start the night, missed one at the end, but he was obviously critical to you. What what is does it what does it do? What what challenges does it pose for another team to have a a good shooting seven footer on the perimeter?
5: Yeah, uh, well, he, he's he's a problem. I thought he was actually really good defensively. Uh, I thought this was his best defensive game so far, also. Um, I thought that his decision-making uh, with the ball in his hands, this was his best game that way. Um, I thought he did a lot of things. And it's complicated, right, when you have somebody with that length that can shoot the ball the way he can. Um, it, it causes some problems for teams, and it certainly purchases space on the floor, which is something that we've talked about from the get-go, about one of the strengths I think this team uh, potentially has. And uh, he, I thought he was terrific tonight. Um, you know, he is. he was – Over the last two years, he's been one of the most efficient offensive players in the entire country, and he certainly showed why tonight.
2: Next week, you've got some pretty uh, big-time opponents to face in the Bahamas, but I think that's why this week is so important, and you started it off on the right note. How how big is this week for you guys to set up what you're going to face next week?
5: Yeah, I I mean, every game is so important because we're still trying to figure out who we are. You know, this is the least, um, for for a multitude of reasons, this is the least... Um, develop team, when I say develop, i mean just we 're the least familiar with our identity team that we 've had since i 've been here and and th- that 's for a lot of reasons too. One, we have a bunch of new guys, two we have a bunch of really, really young guys that are playing a lot of minutes three we 're trying to play a new way we 're trying to f- like find ourselves in a new way, um, and so you combine all that stuff and th- like right now i, I just i 'm excited to play as many games as we can because Win or lose, we just need games yeah. to get better. Like it, we just need games to learn ourselves. And one of the beautiful things about this team, you look at it from the 10 turnovers to three turnovers the first half to second half. You look at it from the offensive performance against Idaho State to the offensive performance uh, um, at San Diego State. You know These guys want so badly to learn and grow. And it's actually super fun. You know, we're going to stumble some, but like, but growth is what's inspiring, and, and these guys are full of it, man. So it's been great.
4: Yeah, I love to see improvement, whether it's game to game, year to year, whether it's team or individual. I thought one guy that was just terrific tonight, Coach, was Atiki Ali Atiki. Yeah. He's become a force. He had I don't know how many block shots tonight. He had two really quality, solid post moves and, uh, I mean, I, I can just see kind of the the light bulb going off for him, that he real, real, realizing what he can do, and he's improving. And, and when he's on the floor playing that way, that's that's good news for you guys.
5: Yeah, and, and for him, the, the first two games, it was just everything felt so rushed. It just felt rushed. Like, he was seeing the game really fast. But he's a super young player. I mean, you think about it. I mean, he, it's crazy how young he is as a player. And then tonight, he slowed down just a little bit, still with some super creative possessions. But, but he slowed down enough, and then where he looked most like himself was this counter late in the game that was such a huge play for us. We were stuck, and he faced up and backed off, and he's kind of in that, in that interesting 10-foot space, and he attacked middle, and then he was really strong with the counter. Uh, it was a huge play. And then, you know, the whole second half, I thought he was a force to be reckoned with on the glass, and as a rim protector, I thought he was really special. All right, Coach, last thing
2: before we let you go. Uh, we mentioned this week, up next, Nichols coming up Saturday, night here in Provo. I don't know how much you know about Nichols, but maybe just a quick preview for Saturday night.
5: Yeah, so they're really good. I think they forced Arizona into 24 turnovers, and I think they forced Wyoming into 20. <laughs> so they're the perfect opponent for us right now, right? <laughs> We're trying to set records. Uh, I think they're a really, really good team. They got a bunch of veterans. They have a couple of players that are shooting like ridiculously unconsciously they were they were a play uh, or so away from going up and winning against a great uh wyoming team in laramie and we all know mark knows how hard that is yeah. and so we got to work that out for us but it's like i said um what's so exciting about this team is is that these guys are super eager to grow and um and it's fun guys it's, it's nerve-wracking but it's really fun to To watch them grab onto ideas and then implement them on the court,
2: Coach. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the win, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you on
5: Saturdays. You get ready for Nichols. Mark Mark said, you know, he's 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 kind of gotten bored, so he's like, I only want last second game winners. Mark is like, I only, I'm not even, I'm gonna retire if you don't give me. Fourteen straight of them. <laughs> well, as long as I'll they end, in, as long as they end in the win, I'm sure you'll take hey, them. Man, let's go, baby! All right, there
4: we okay, go. Guys. Thanks, coach.
2: Okay, That's the head coach of the Cougars, Mark Pope, joining us here. This has been the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. Uh, Mark, some uh, final thoughts for you
4: before we wrap things up. Well, it's going to be an exciting year, and coach, he may not be wrong. There may be fourteen of those because <laughs> uh, I think they'll be in every game because they play good defense, play hard, uh, probably. It uh, will have some struggles offensively, so there will be more opportunities like this, but it builds character. I think the guys believe in each other, and I think they'll get better. We saw them get better from one half to the other. Tonight, they'll get better from game to game. There's a lot of room for improvement, guys that can play better. I'm excited to see where this team goes. Be another fun one Saturday.
2: Yeah, it will be. It was uh, was a great win. It was fun to be able to call it with you. Uh, Greg Rubel, who uh, is with the women's soccer team. We do love you, Greg. Uh, He's with the women's soccer team in North Carolina. Big, big second round of the NCAA tournament match tomorrow. BYU, the sixth seed, and Stanford, the three seed, will get underway uh, on the new skin BYU Sports Network tomorrow, uh, 1 o'clock. Mountain Time, 3 o'clock Eastern, and uh, the winner moves on to face the winner of Georgia and UNC. So uh, either way, uh, if BYU wins, Greg's going to fly home. He'll be with you coming up on Saturday, and then I'll fly out to uh, North Carolina to call the game uh, with soccer on Saturday. But uh, either way, Greg will be on the call coming up on Friday for Nichols, uh, and uh, I always appreciate it. We always get these fun ones, right?
4: I don't know what it is about you, but <laughs> You got the magic touch, and uh, you have these close games and the big calls, and you do a great job. You're my dear friend, and uh, it's always fun to hang out with you.
2: I appreciate it. All right, want to thank everybody back in our BYU radio studios. Logan, Terry, uh, Barry, our engineer. Want to thank Ben Bagley for filling in for me as the studio host tonight. For my partner, uh, Mark Durant, my name is Jason Shepard. Your final score from the Marriott Center in Provo, BYU 66, Missouri State 64, BYU gets the victory and heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go kooks!